wandering journo at Stories That Matter Studios. I'm Nance Haxton, and this is The Streets of Your Town. The podcast that takes you on an audio journey highlighting a different slice of Australian life each episode. Buckle up to meet a great array of ordinary, everyday, incredible Australians. This podcast is brought to you by DM Podcasts, part of Diamantina Media, with more than 25 million downloads for a range of shows such as The Batuta Advocate and Chat 10 Looks 3. Across the sparkling Trinity Inlet that separates Cairns from the southern beaches beyond is a small Indigenous community that successfully renewed its sacred country from years of degradation and is now on the cusp of great success. Mundingalba Yadinji country straddles two great world heritage areas in far north Queensland, the wet tropics and the Great Barrier Reef, stretching out to the Coral Sea. Executive Director Dale Mundraby recalls stories that have been handed down through the generations over thousands of years, showing their distinct connection to these lands and reflecting why they were granted native title of this region. Wonderful, Dale. Thank you so much for joining us on Streets of Your Town podcast today. Pleasure. And big sing out to the listeners there. Thank you for showing us around your wonderful country that we're sitting on today. And can you tell us a bit about that and your connection to this country? Our connection to the country goes back um, many generations. I'll say before the boat at the beach, prior to contact, pre and post contact. And today we still continue custom law and tradition. And that's um, the respect for land, culture and people. And with that, we uh, today work with like-minded people who look after country, share knowledge, stories about the environment and also the culture. And for us as Mundingalpa Yudinji people, it's strengthening our identity and sharing that with our younger generations and, and the wider community. So we're just outside of Cairns. It was a bit about maybe sort of nearly an hour's drive, wasn't it? It's an hour's drive south east of Cairns or in a, in a boat it's virtually as far low as the crow can fly <laughs> and that's like 10 minutes vo- via a boat from Cairns east of Cairns. Across the inlet, Trinity Acro- Inlet. Across the Trinity Inlet yeah. and people say well where's your country and we say east of Cairns and they scratch that their head and think well you can't go any further east of Cairns because Cairns is it but no we are there and then beyond us east is the um, the Aboriginal community of Yarrabah. And you were telling us a bit before about how important it was having that recognised too officially wasn't it recently? That continuing connection you've had to this land as you were saying. Absolutely to prove our connection to country pre and post contact the burden of truth is upon us and what that means is we had to show evidence that we are here before contact and post contact and one of those evidence was uh, Captain Cook's journal he he wrote in his journal um, he pulled into a little beach around the corner from us near Yarrabah we call that Chilkai Beach Chilkai is the little pippy shell and in that he had to collect water so they disembarked from the endeavour onto a little boat um, aboard the shore and he th- and he said we're low on water today I don't know what he said but anyway the journals did acknowledge that when they landed on the shores of our country they saw fires and natives on the horizon that was our old people oh 
amazing. And what about now? You, you're doing the Indigenous Rangers program. Also, you've got this amazing tourist program that you've got up here as well. Absolutely. So, following on from uh, 2006 being recognised as traditional owners having connection to country, not a handout of land, not a hand up or land handout, just through conversations and agreement making with like-minded people, we're able to have a cooperative arrangements on how we look after the country. And some of that is uh, the, the Great Peaks National Parks with the state government, seeking investments and resources from the Australian government and also the Indigenous Land and Sea Corporation. Following from 2011, we established a, an Indigenous Ranger program. It currently funds 10 full-time Indigenous employees, Rangers, and with that is undertaking natural and cultural resource management on our country. And, and the key ingredient in that is working with uh, our neighbours, Freehold, National Park, all the various tenures. Also following 2011-2012, we also dedicated our country to be an Indigenous protected area. Uh, it was number 50 in Australia, the first of its kind over multi-tenure. Multi so it goes over to water, it goes over to the Leeds, number four in the Trinity Inlet, it goes over a fish habitat area, <laughs> and it also covers national parks and freehold. It's great that the Indigenous Rangers program is still going. The last time I talked to you, uh, there was some worry that it mightn't be continued or that the funding would be cut off. The situation hasn't changed, man. Yes. So yeah. um, the Indigenous protected area, we had our 10-year anniversary last year oh, absolutely that acknowledgement um, recognition and working them it's a key ingredient or enabler to work in partnership with those who want to look after the country with us so in that vision it's a shared vision and and people own that vision in terms of joining the journey with us so everything's about the journey and not the destination we feel as though we'd like to hit the destination for a while regroup and go on another journey and and take that with a whole heap of new friends and stakeholders and current stakeholders that land still recovering i remember you showed us how it's transformed just from having you guys back on country and being able to re-establish the wetlands that have been dying and cleaning out some of the rubbish that was coming all the way from like Indonesia some of it. A absolutely so this marks uh -oh. our 10-year anniversary for the Ranger program and with that we can confidently say the data that we've gathered in the 10 years consists of combining environmental cultural science together and managing country and one aspect of that is marine debris so we've got a little place called Gingara Bessie Point when we first started out 10 years ago, it'd be like three to five tons of rubbish, domestic rubbish that we would remove from the beaches. We've um, undertaken a marine debris cleanup just a couple of weeks ago with Tangalora Blue and it was 60 kilos of rubbish and what from three to five tons I, to 60 I kilos I know in, in 10 years that must have felt great and and what that gives an indication to us is that not only ourselves as a ranger program being employed the community and the wider community are quite mindful and conscious of what we take into country and and definitely with what you take in you take out and that spring slowly spring the the community awareness of the value of removing rubbish we've got another place called i personally call it ball pocket it's an east trinity reserve so on high tide all the neighbors balls 
tennis balls, net balls, they all uh, disappear from the yard and end up down here on, on our country. And then as you further go south of Yarrabah, we have nearly 90% foreign runoff from from the ocean that hits our beaches and one of those one of those key th key objects that are often found are glass bottles and they're very unique in their shape so um, through that we've been able to ask around where would this bottle come from so far back in world war ii when when the navy and the army would uh, transport people one of the things the sailors would do is have beers and when they finished the beer they would throw it overboard and they those glass beer bottles are still floating around in our oceans They're today. They're still coming up. They're still coming around. For people who want to come and see this country, you're in a really exciting phase at the moment, building some tourism. Oh, absolutely. Our foundation to looking after country is land, culture and people. Around the campfire, that's what we have with our elders. Today we've pulled up a new, another stump, another pillar if you like, commercial activity. So back in 2012, uh, we've had many conversations, teas and coffees yeah. with industry and like-minded people about how we, we can value add to um, present the good work that's happening here. So we embarked upon tourism, Indigenous tourism. So we, we uh, started the uh, Mundingalpai Ancient Indigenous Tours, even far as rebranding ourselves. We know that we're Indigenous people belonging to a special part of the world in the wet tropics and within the uh, um, Great Barrier Reef Marine Park. But with that, we've uh, on the wall there, Nance, we've got our totem. So the, the freshwater and the saltwater turtle, it's a long neck and a short neck. That represents our community. In the middle is the black scorpion. That's the Dumbai, that's our warring totem. Around the outside is the black uh, cane. we call it the Jublum, that's the totem of our lead warrior. And on the outside is two feathers, they're cockatoo feathers, we call it the Wongalai. That re represents our women, very, very strong and people back in the days and also today. And um, with that we are able, able to sh showcase not, not only the foundation of looking after country, but um, special unique uh, items within country. So we have a, a Maya Bugon Trail here. It's a 20 minutes touch, feel and smell. It's um, 24 plants and they're about um, showcasing the medicinal uses, the edible uses, and they all pop out in seasons. And what we've, what's attracted to our site today is uh, um, a couple of goannas. I oh, know, they've been watching us while we've been doing this interview. Yeah. I could hear him scratching around. <laughs> yep, yep. I'm looking forward to going and seeing some more of the country and seeing what you've got coming up, but um, it's quite a, a million dollar project that you're putting together as well to make it more accessible, yeah? Okay, yes. 2017, we've submitted a development application for infrastructure down in East Trinity Reserve. East Trinity is a unique uh, place, which we're going to pop down there in shortly. And that DA consists of three viewing towers, 360 degrees viewing, some 33 metres high, all wheelchair accessible. Each tower is supported via infrastructure. And so, for example, Tower 1 will have an administration um, 
entry, booking booking your VIP tours. Tower 2, I call it the precinct. Um, indoor, outdoor dining, up to 1,500 people workshop facilities. It's got an outdoor amphitheatre for us to conduct. And any weather or sunshine, uh, a traditional welcome to country smoking ceremony. There's um, outdoor rock climbing. Uh, retail uh, precinct facilities and there's also a 400 meter zip line going from Ooh. tower 2 to tower 3 and I can tell you I will not be the first or the yeah. second I'll let a fair few people go before I go <laughs> and um, t tower 3 is our educational well-being centre so to have uh, classroom settings for excursions we're fully aware that the uh, secondary school in Yarraburni goes to grade 10 mm -hmm. so here we have the opportunity to host education culture and science all under one roof to value add to managing country looking after country and being aware of what what is on country and you've had some visitors out here we've had visitors out here we're uh the 30th of june last day of the financial year we're able to host 28 soil scientists they had the national soil conference here in cairns and to and we we're able to showcase the the rare challenging soils and waters that we have in East Trinity. Beautiful and I love the the title of Ancient Indigenous Tours. I think that will get a lot of people up here to hear some of these stories and see this country, feel that connection for themselves hopefully. And, and that's right though, one of the unique things we have in tropical far north Queensland is a destination like no other. Um, we have the, the reef and the rainforest, two world heritage areas, so we promote that quite well. Even far as saying perfect one day, beautiful the next, <laughs> and so what we say the third day, come out and have an Indigenous experience. Dale Mundraby says his people have been part of this land for many thousands of years and are now eager to show it to others who come to visit and take part in the ancient Indigenous tours. He says it's a great privilege showing guests where the salty water of the sea meets the fresh water flowing from the surrounding mountains and introduce visitors to the bush pharmacy of food and medicinal plants in the surrounding rainforest. This is a 3D map, they call it the, the, three, uh, the patisserie 3D map. It's a great educational cultural Ooh. tool about information and dissemination for our people. We can identify men's places, women's places, areas of significance, and some call it a sacred site, something special. Um, through the Ranger program, we're able to undertake not only pest weeds, but uh, biodiversity surveys. And with that is opening up old walking tracks. This is the old Pine Creek walking track. Um, for, for a young fit person, two hours, walking in that with a scientist, it takes six hours. And it's virtually every 10 to 50, 50 metres is analysing the various um, high value environmental um, ecosystems with value adding our cultural mm. knowledge to that. And what this really means for us 
as as a, a key focus. Um, the point of the spear, if you like, is developing a workforce development, so employment for not only our own people, Yarrabah, the wider community, and I call it the rest of Queensland. Mm-hmm. And that's those who have like, like-minded people who want to work in this industry. We are the Mundingalboy Yudinji people. Um, Yudinji is a big nation. Even back in the days around contact, there's um, Yudinji is one of the biggest tribes in the wet tropics, if not in Queensland. And what makes up uh, Yudinji as a nation is um, we have boundaries in East Trinity. Uh, the Trinity Inlet is one boundary. Um, the Ridge Line is another boundary, so that's the sole Mundingalbai. Coming back towards Gordonville, you've got the Doorbed Mullumbulla Yudinji, uh, people of the Mulgrave. And this here is called the Welch's Pyramid, 922 metres high. That's the Jarrigan. The Jarrigan is a, a scrub hen nest. What happened oh. is the egg rolled out, rolled over to a place called Bahana. It's a little creek heading south along the Bruce Highway. The egg hatched, flew over to our country and landed on a place called Green Hill, which culturally we call Murabai. And we name our children after these names to continue the story to be handed down. So my brother's youngest daughter's name is Murabai and, and she tells the story quite well, being named after that. Mm. And that's what links us as a people on Yudinji. These landmarks, the story places, and how this land is created is by two beings, the two brothers, Quium and Dumri. They started on the tablelands, they made Lake Eacham, Lake Barine, which is linked all the way through to our country through a blowhole. They did a test back in the days really? in the 70s and they put a 44 gallon drum down and it popped out <gasps> over here. I didn't know that. And um, Amazing. And there's another lake on the Tablelands. They call it Lake Tinaru. Man created that one. Yes. That wasn't the, the, the special <laughs> beings. And um, as they come down, they, he created all these hills and mountains. Even far as looking from Cairns, we have a, a crocodile mountain. We call it the um, Bundagundara. That's the head there. Well, it looks like it from above, doesn't it? It definitely looks like a crocodile. And the tail yeah. goes that way, but yeah, quite spectacular from the Esplanade Cairns. Yeah. And also we've got the Bundagundara, and that's the stingray. <gasps> quite significant, the, these two particular objects on our country. And, and the landmarks itself relates to um, oh, falls in line like a parallel with science. So with with uh, by the Green Hill, 5,000 plus years ago, a river used to run into the inlet. We call it the Mulgrave River. That long, no longer does. The Mulgrave River got pushed and turned back into another river called Russell River. And that's the Twin Rivers, which has a story to that. Um, even far as Sir David Attenborough brought his scientists down on, a, on the beats, um, second beats there, and the, the traditional owners were able to do a dance and a song, and that dance and song represent, represented the story of sea level rising. So back at the continental shelf, that was all land, and we used to hunt and gather there as a people, and the story goes something along the lines of two brothers were hunting one day, they speared a sacred fish, which is the yulu, the stingray. The stingray was upset that wild. It flapped its, vigorously flapped its wings, made the currents and the waves rise. And, and the time in which the story in the song 
initiated, it lined itself up with the science. So it's quite fascinating. Mm. Even far as over a hundred thousand years ago, um, our region was full of mountains and ridges. And what happened is one of the biggest uh, waves that ever hit the Australian continent um, was some 250 metres high. And how we know this, we've had scientists by the name of David and Peter Stanton on the other side through our biodiversity surveys. 200 metres up in the hills, we're able to still find remnants of fish and, and coral. And, and that aligns itself with how Cairns in the, in the wider region was formulated, where when the wave landed, it dumped a whole heap of sediment. And then that gave us our, our lovely country that we live in today. Oh, it's wow. surrounding us here. That's amazing. <coughs> Since the Federal Court granted Mundingal Bay Yajinji native title in 2006, the restoration of these sacred lands has gathered pace. And this is Deadwood Forest. You can see all the Deadwood Melaleuca yeah. and the little bits of mangroves have started to come back. Oh, there's crocodiles in there. There's crocodiles in there. <laughs> and we, always, we always get the suggestion from the visitors. Why don't you do canoeing in there? Kayaking. <laughs> yeah, a bit dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> Give it a go. See how yeah. fun. <laughs> canoeing in the cage. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit close to their level, I think. Canoeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, it is busy down here today. So it is a restricted access area for people walking for fishing. We don't deter them. Um, what we do is advise them that be careful at the water's edge. We've recently yeah. seen a crocodile here. Yeah. Are these guys allowed in there? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. They go fishing. Big crocodiles out here too. Um, there is a big five metre black one and then a smaller three metre kind of really really clean and we think the big the big five metre he just sits here in the mud he's the owner of the area. The Jumbungi Land and Sea Program is wholly owned by Indigenous people using traditional practices to rejuvenate and nourish the land and run the ranger program. Well, Dale, thank you for taking us around today and showing us your country. It's been beautiful, really lovely, and to hear the stories behind it as well. Oh, nothing but a pleasure just to share what our people have done for a long time and will continue to do with like-minded people and developing relationships and friends all along the way. And would you encourage people in Australia, you know, in the cities to come out and meet you and see a bit more of this country as well? Absolutely, the, the country offers so much when I say land, control, culture and people, um, the environment and the, the, the different types of environments, places that have been rehabilitated, other places that have uh, survived on, on its own without contact from humans and, and with that brings the, the animals and, and the plants still thriving today that used to be here many years ago. Beautiful, thanks again for being on Streets of Your Town. Beautiful, thank you. That was Mundingal Bay Yadinji Executive Director Dale Mundraby closing this episode of Streets of Your Town.
Streets of Your Town is produced by Nance Haxton, a.k.a. The Wandering Journo, with production assistance from Michael Adams. That's it for this episode. I'm Nance Haxton. Stay up to date with the latest episode of Streets of Your Town by subscribing on your podcast app on iTunes or SoundCloud. See you next time.